0: We talk about a gaffe you just might have missed in a recent Chrysler commercial, talk about the new Acura RDX here at the track, and answer your questions next on Talking Cars. Hi, and welcome to Talking Cars. I'm Jennifer Stockberger. I'm
1: John Linkov. And I'm Keith Barry.
0: So to start off kind of the news section of, of the episode, it's really more of an observation than news in that there's a new commercial out from Chrysler. And it features actress and comedian Katherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of rocking it out to Fergie as she uh, goes and picks up her kids from school. Who um, isn't? What? Well, who isn't rocking out to Fergie?
2: You have but two anyway. minutes before the kids come home. You got to get <laughs> your rocking out Fergie was still around.
0: In. Oh, she's so
2: cool. OK. Anyway, she's coming back. Oh.
0: So you may not see it initially but it highlights an issue we've we've been talking about regarding confusing controls I got
1: that I got that milk money I got that milk money I got that
0: milk money. I got milk Hey kids. I got What was that song, Mom? Song? What song? I didn't hear any song. I like it silent. So I'm going to have the guys kind of slow it down. We'll walk you through it. So she's in there, and she's kind of uh, rocking it out. And then she stopped, because she's obviously got her arms up. And the kids get in the car, and she quickly lowers the volume on her her Fergie rock out. But if you look closely, and uh, if you stop right there, that is not the volume knob. That is the mm-hmm. gear selector, so it kind of highlights what we've been saying.
2: Well, sure. I mean, first off, you know, I, I don't expect her as an actress to be super intimate with that car. That's not right. her job. Just like I'm not going to be on set and know everything that's going on. But it's obviously that she grabbed a knob because it's confusing. It's not the not the volume knob. She grabbed the transmission knob because it, you know, she's looking this way. It's intuitive. Like it's like a it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and it, it's it's logical. You know, you're just, it's right there. I think what's really interesting is that nobody from Chrysler, FCA, Fiat, Chrysler, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, automobiles, caught that. You -hmm. know, there's got to be someone on set. Yep. And they have to look at all the edits. That's what's
0: weird. Yeah. And and I would think you know, generally we we rotary gear selectors are one that we're actually somewhat less concerned about. Sure. But it just points out it's not just the independent operation of that one thing. It's Mm -hmm. the proximity to. Similar things around it. I mean, if you look. Closely at a at an interior shot. That gear selector is right next to a volume knob. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of us, when we were driving our Pacifica, uh-huh. accidentally knocked it. Into, I think. Did you say you yeah,
1: did it? Yeah, I did. I, but I'm yeah. also the guy who who whenever I get into a Mercedes, I and it rains, I throw it into neutral. Right. Uh, but that's you know it, it it does say something about standardization and also you know operating by feel where you expect something to be. And the Pacifica, it's a common rental car. You right. know, yep. people get in and out. Out of these things all the time, and that's the last thing you want is you know oh I oh Fergie's on turn it off and <laughs> and and all of a sudden you' the car goes exactly it's one
2: of the better confusing controls you know and I mean we liked it in the Ford we liked <laughs> it in the, in the Ford Fusion and we you know we've talked about it. like again like you said it's very it's much like the traditional Prindle right. you know you know you're going to drive you you know you're putting it in the park it's not oh wait but but you know, it's, you, it's you, not the Volvo XC Forty where yeah. you're tapping, tapping, and once maybe once you you're get neutral. used to
1: it, you don't have to look at it. Right. And right. you know, the fourth time that I've driven the Pacifica, totally fine. <laughs> but you know, it's always going to be someone's first time driving this car, and and obviously it was Catherine Hans this time. Yes, Catherine. Yes. Yeah. So actually, we
2: did reach out to Chrysler and ask them for a comment about this, and this is what they sent us. The creative direction was always such that Catherine's hand was on the shifter waiting to put the Chrysler Pacifica into drive after her kids settled in the backseat of the vehicle. The moment she turns the volume down is not on camera. The music turns off as a record scratch moment, bringing her back to reality. Given that some viewers have interpreted the intent differently, this video will be edited to make it more clear. So we really think that's pretty good that they're going to clarify the event, uh, make it a little better.
0: And, and, and as we know, this is not just a Chrysler issue. We continue to look at controls changing for controls' sake or gimmick's sake, or I don't know what the right word is, but it's, it's making almost them different just to be different. It and I'm not function, sure what the benefits are.
1: Well
2: as I say it's almost like function files form. Yeah. You know, okay. the, the designer sets the whole cabin up and they go, okay, engineers, make it look make it work.
1: Yeah, we need space for 18 cup holders or we need space for extra place to put your phone, which is great, but not at the expense of having usability. that room for right. It. Right. Yes. usability. Usability. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, that kind of brings us to speaking of controls, um, We have here at the track this week a new 2019 Acura RDX. And hasn't been redesigned in some time. I think if you look back, major redesign 12, 13. Mm. So um, let's start with the controls. (sighs) Because we're in that mode, and it kind of sticks out. So have you had a chance to drive it?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a great car. However, it looks. I would say the the controls remind me of like a like a 1990s Iowa boombox. Boom you know, <laughs> there's that big knob You're in the middle, but it's not. But it's not a. Um, yeah, and it's like you you don't know, want you know blast Biggie or something. You know, it's not. It's it's. Uh, but it, unfortunately, that's not even the volume knob. That's the tiny little volume knob is up here, and then there's this giant control for a thing that most people will never use, which is the driving selector. It's a great sort of marketing thing for Acura to be able to. Point out, but it's just this 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 huge thing that's taking up valuable real estate. And then the shifter is kind of that Acura Honda style uh, push me pull you kind of. There are <laughs> buttons that, that go forward and backward and, uh, and and then the navigation. I think I mean you, you were talking about that. You spent some time with it,
2: right? So I actually bought the car for our test program. We had borrowed one, rented it actually from mm-hmm. Acura to get some early experience. So we wrote a. Wrote a first drive on that's on ConsumerReports.org about it. Um, but then I went out and bought the the more uh, you know
1: mainstream mainstream.
2: Thank you. Advanced Even the mainstream
1: version. one still has. Well, they all have it. Yeah,
2: it's a standard uh, standard confusion comes standard. Uh, I think <laughs> with the
1: Acura RDX.
2: Um, you know, so we're bringing it in we're putting miles on it for our test program. But it's it's uh, I was saying it's their most popular model, and it also was the most reliable I Acura in, line, in yeah. our survey. So it's a big vehicle for them. Um, to, so to let's get put right.
1: two touchpads on it instead of a touch screen.
2: Exactly. So they have two touchpads, a large rectangle and that's that's more horizontal, and then a vertical small rectangle next to it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one controls a side screen and one controls the main screen. And it's, it's mapped so that if you move your finger to the corner, um, the cursor will jump to the upper corner. It's much better in a poor way than the Lexus system, the Lexus remote touch. Mm. Because that just bounces all over. You know, you're touching it, and it's, it's like it sounds like a video game: bang, 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 bang. You know, and you're trying to grab right. the right mm. function. But this one still, it has swipes and vertical swipes. And then if you're in a radio, you, you swipe up to go down. So it's
1: take out that dynamic driving control in the middle and put a touchscreen there, right? Like every other manufacturer in the world has done. Yeah, you and know, and there's good touchscreens. And it's a shame because the car itself. Right. Is right. incredible. I mean, it really is. It really is. Yeah. And if they had, a, if they had, like you were saying, if they had something like, you know, even Honda, the parent company, has kind of figured it out um, after a lot of complaints about, you know, taking away the volume knob and the Civic. They brought it back. You yeah. know, they no longer have those two screens working in opposition with right. each other. Uh, and and the, actually, the new the new Hondas have some pretty good user interface. But this is, yeah, I don't know.
0: Truly, yesterday, or not yesterday, the day before, I have my son at the bus stop. And all I'm trying to do is change the radio station. And my- Was or, Fergie
1: on? Yeah, Fergie yeah. was not. i trying to find Fergie. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he's 14, and he doesn't laugh a lot. 14-year-old boys don't just out and out laugh. He one. was laughing at me trying to change the radio station with this touchpad. I don't- Yeah, and they call it the accurate True Touchpad Interface. I found it interesting is that one thing they said, and it was it didn't operate like a mouse. And we wrote that. And I said, you know what? Everyone knows how to operate a mouse. Why change that? So, um, really, but I think to your point, I felt like this really good car. Mm-hmm. I got in it. I thought the fit and finish was beautiful. Yep. The minute you open the door, um, 272 horsepower, two liter, turbo, four cylinder, 10 speed automatic that shifts like, yep. just steps right up smoothly, overshadowed. Uh, initially, for my first impressions, by the that's a shame uh, inability yeah. to it is get my I mean, radio station and have my child laugh at me.
2: <laughs> you know, an Ac- Acura Acura kind of hurts. I mean, I, talking with the dealer, we remain nameless. Um, you know, they don't sell a ton of the ILX sedans. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell more of used ones. You know, the, it's it's not a huge volume, and in this in the area where we're in, you know, it it, it has affluence. There's people who are buying luxury right. cars versus all-wheel
1: drive. We're in the Northeast. Got all-wheel drives.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, it's someone was picking up their, you know, the, the performance version. But you know, it's a car that they can't really have a mistake. There's, there's a lot of early adopters with it, but
1: and that category is confusing. selling. I mean, it's right. that is such a popular category it's to mess anything up in that category. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, you're going to go down the street and buy any number of amazing
0: cars. Right. yep So I do want to add to that Acura Watch suite of safety: forward collision warning, automatic emergency braking, um, lane departure warning, lane keeping assists. Standard yep. mm. blind spot, unfortunately, is still optional. But that the main suite is, is, is standard. And
2: right, at least so. it's real blind spot warning, and not the accurate the uh, Honda Regular, camera, lane, lane sense, watch. so the car
1: will it. catch you when yep. you're staring at the screen trying to figure it out, not paying attention to the road. Unfortunately, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we'll we'll test it and see what others think. But a little concerned about the controls. So we do have some viewer questions. Pardon me while I have to put mm. these glasses on. Um, First question, you guys always mention fun to drive in every show. Please explain this. I think having fun on your track is OK, while everyday driving requires your complete attention and does not include having fun.
1: So my late grandmother, I think, wrote this question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no having fun. Need to change the voice. Somebody yeah. very
0: serious about no. their driving, which is a good no, thing. No, that's true. But thoughts? I have
2: my own. They're not mutually exclusive. Like, right. it, it's not That's something funny. where, OK, you're on the track, so you're ripping at 10 tenths, you know, and tearing around and squealing tires yep. and hanging out the, the rear end, you know, and, and, and having, you know, a, a grand old time. And then on the highway, you have to do this. Because fun to drive can be 40 miles an hour in a Miata. Yes. It's yes. a lot more fun to go fast in a slow car than to go slow in a fast car. You can have driving excitement or enjoyment just from a car that responds well and and doesn't fatigue you, or you know responds quickly, has a great transmission. It's not an you know an all-or-nothing situation.
0: Right, right. I, I actually was saying maybe the word fun could be a substitute for enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be to your point. And I was saying sometimes enjoyable means not frustrated, or, and can mean, if I can merge easily, if I can get out into moving traffic, if I feel like the car is capable of doing passing, doing what I need it to do, that's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So, and, and can equate to fun, or at least relaxing. So maybe right. fun, enjoyable, are kind of interchangeable yeah. in this case.
1: I mean, yeah. if you if you hate driving, then no car is going to be fun. But I I mean, I, I joke, but I, I kind of agree. I mean, I've driven you know Shelby GT 500s Hellcats. I mean, I've driven right. stuff, and those are those actually aren't that fun to drive. Uh, when you drive them on a on, you know you're stuck in traffic, in those it's they're not fun to drive. They can get away from you if your skills aren't yeah. you know aren't up, and also you're a Mustang driver. Yeah, and <laughs> and you're, and you're <laughs> not you're supposed to be light. driving you know on public roads. You're putting other people at risk. So I totally agree. I think that there's. I think personally there's there's too much horsepower out there but I also think that a car that is responsive can make you a safer driver because you know what it's doing all the time. Yeah. If, if you're just driving kind of a floaty car uh, and it's it feels disconnected, the steering feels disconnected, um, you don't know how the how the the throttle response is. It, it, that is not that's not a car that's fun to drive, and it also is going to make you a less safe driver because you don't feel like you're in control when right. you're driving. So yeah, keep your you know hands in the wheel, eyes on the road. And, you know, obey the speed limit, but drive a car that, that, that communicates with you and then, yep. you know, at the end of the day, I think that's
2: right. I, I think the least enjoyable <laughs> car that I drove on the road in my fifteen years here, we had a nine eleven. And you yeah. know, you're doing sixty, <laughs> even seventy five with traffic in that car and it feels like you're doing forty and you're and, you know the car doesn't it doesn't, seventh want, it. It yeah. doesn't yeah. want to. Yeah, right. Just, <laughs> rah, you know, it's just you know, and the engine's just almost droning. It's not that sing from a flat six right. cylinder. Right. So yeah, it, it, it's there's fun, it and you know, it doesn't re- in, in mean that you have to have right.
0: ripping around. It. And mm. we certainly agree. Driving requires your complete attention. We certainly. say that over mm-hmm. and over. So. Second question. When the driver side small overlap crash test was introduced, it was a hard crash test to pass. Mm-hmm. To improve crash safety, companies reinforced the structures of their cars to achieve a higher score. Agreed. But why wasn't this change made to both sides, even though they didn't crash test both sides? Keith, you covered this in an article this week, because yeah. the mid-size SUV's ratings came yes, out for that. and
1: two, two did not do very well. Mm-hmm. And I think explaining why those two didn't do well kind of answers part of the question. Right. Uh, the two cars that didn't, two uh, SUVs that didn't do well were the Grand Cherokee and the Ford Explorer. Both right. of those came out in the 2011 model year. Haven't really been redesigned since. And you know, the short answer here is car makers aren't, I mean unless it's you know Nils Bolin in the 50s giving away the patent to the the three-point seat belt from <laughs> Volvo car makers are not doing this out of the goodness of their hearts they have a lot of competing interests the number one interest is making money right. so they're not going to make uh, they're not going to make a change to a car that isn't going to uh, if they don't have to mm-hmm. they also have to make sure that cars are lightweight they have to uh, you know look in their planning process am I going to be uh, replacing this car in our lineup in All two right. years so no maybe it could Chrysler and Ford weren't going to fix those cars if they knew that a new one was coming out in 2020 anyways. Um, I, I mean, it's, it comes down to, to money and competitiveness in the marketplace. Uh, whether you know that's right or not, it's just that's sort of the way that that planning product, process works. But you were telling me about, I mean, this speaks to the need for safety testing, right?
0: Right, and, and, it, and it points out, you know, you talked about different philosophies. If the car is going to be redesigned soon, they may not touch it. Others might redesign just mm. because of, of reputation. But it also speaks to a little bit of designing for the test. Mm-hmm. They only touch the one side, and I credit IHS with kind of saying, hey, let's test a couple on this opposite side.
1: Mm-hmm. To,
0: right. to kind of highlight those that weren't, you know, doing the same reinforcement on the passenger side. Toyota
2: it got caught out with the initial right, test. Right, initially.
0: So yeah, and, and IHS continues to kind of up the ante and throw a new test in every couple of years to kind of challenge manufacturers, which I like. Um, but yeah, so and, I, and we've pointed out when other IHS or other crash tests have come out. For people who own these cars, it doesn't mean your car just suddenly got unsafe.
1: Yeah, and even it's the, just
0: a new piece of information. I
1: talked to the testing director. You know, I interviewed right. him for the for the for, for the article, and he said, yeah, don't I mean, don't go out and sell your car. Right. Uh, it's you know, but when you're buying a new car, maybe you're going to want to buy something like the 2019 Kia Sorento, which is the only one that got a top safety pick in the mid-size SUVs. Right, um, and, and it makes
0: sense. They've redesigned it. They yeah. know the test is it's coming. It's a brand new car. It's A brand new car. Hmm. Okay, we have uh, one final question. Again, the glasses. Hi, Talking Cars. I'm wondering if you think the Tesla Model 3 will ever be on the teen driver list. What are the factors to watch over the years to come with that car? So um, the short answer is no, not as it currently is. So one of the things, kind of the criteria for our teen driver's list is is what we've talked about is kind of this Goldilocks. Not too big, not too small, not too fast. Mm -hmm. That's what would disqualify the current Model 3. 5.25 seconds, 0 to 60 on our track. Mm. Um, Too quick. Not the kind of car we think a new driver should have. Somewhat the cost. You know, it's not uncommon for new drivers to have fender benders, or even a more severe crash. I
1: was going to say, it's a lucky team,
0: Right, who's getting Model 3. But as we were talking this through before the episode today, it was kind of a neat thing, kind of look to the future. Mm. Tesla has over-the-air updates.
2: Yeah. so It it could be that, as as it depreciates, Mm -hmm. um, that you could get a, a, a nanny, so to speak. You know, the parents could just, there's an available download. Right. You know, Tesla will push through, and then parents could just, you know, set a teen mode. You could already set up driver profiles, so then set up an additional teen mode. And right. they,
0: it's
1: like Ford My key, which yeah, they had a few like years.
0: It's like the old back. Ford exactly. My key, right? Mm-hmm. Which describe that a little bit. Oh, so.
1: it was it was a basically a special key, key that that kind of you would give to your teen driver, and it would it would geofence, <laughs> It would set um, you know set alerts if they went over
0: the speed limit. Um, it, it, yeah, it governed the speed. They couldn't go yeah. over mm. a certain it, it limited the radio, radio volume. volume. Mm-hmm. they couldn't go above so it's to say i picture you know you have our tesla key card what if the teen had his own and as soon as he unlocked that car this download engaged right and you know it might be tesla it might be somebody else who has this ability to kind of Govern the car down. Right. I mean, Tesla was able, driver.
2: was able to, during the Florida hurricanes right? last year, they were able to up the battery capacity so people could actually get to a charger. Right. Um. So zero to 60
1: times, 15 seconds. Right. Yeah. Top yes. speed, 65 miles an hour. They can't, right. make, it, they can't make it bigger. Because we don't want it too slow either. Yeah. They can just grow the car a little. Right. <laughs> then it would be even better. But
2: maybe that's a future. Now,
1: My concern, and I was talking to you about this earlier, yeah. is with a, with a car that is, you know, today's cars are, are, are much more technologically advanced than sort of the beaters that that I would drive when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about, like, the parking lot in my high school, it tended to be 15-year-old right. hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. With cars today, you know, are these sensors, the automatic safety, the advanced driver aids, are those still going to work in 15, 20 years? You know, how are these cars going age comparatively
0: I, I mean I think I, I think it's just a progression and and you mm. want you know we say all the time I just you know was talking to a woman at the New York Times and she was doing an article just on this of mm. buy as much safety as you can afford mm. and, and we would add for your time so now we say gosh if you're getting your, your teen driver a used car make sure it has stability control mm. I think, Ten years from now we'll be saying, make sure it has automatic emergency braking and it'll be so much more commonplace hmm. that we can do that. And I think that's just a progression. You know, just keep them as safe as they can be. I mean, we've argued that maybe they should have a new car because it has more safety in it. Kind yeah, of like if, yeah, if, if you can if you can it, it, yeah, it's if you can afford it. And to your question specifically about whether that that stuff will last.
1: Yeah, a 15-year-old Model 3.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Will it? Will all of this be still working? Um, that's why certainly in our list, we also include reliability. Mm. So um, that's a criteria. The only cars on our team list are cars we already recommend, which means performance, reliability, safety, all built into that mm. overall score.
1: But I'm just thinking, yeah, you know when you inherit Grandpa's Cadillac, <laughs> it's gonna have super Cruise yeah uh, yeah it's 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 interesting to think of what's gonna what's gonna happen someday
0: right and do we want that you know if we can press a button that's insane or super Cruise, maybe mm. the team driver shouldn't be able to enable those features. Sure. Sure that we are concerned with now, we're certainly going to be concerned with them. Yeah,
1: they might not be as responsible to use them as a. And we can see adults sometimes have trouble with the responsibility of of those features. Right. Right.
0: So Mm -hmm. not good for the hands of a new driver. Mm -hmm. So as always, thank you for the questions. Keep them coming. Video, text messages at TalkingCars at com. If you're looking for more information on the cars we've talked about today, see the show notes. And we'll see you next time.